Thank you for tuning in to the Fly Mastery Podcast, where our goal is to provide tools, resources, and insights that empowers driven individuals to become the masters of their financial independence journey. I'm Peter Donisanu, and today we're going to talk about what you can do now that a recession is unofficially here. We'll begin today's discussion with a brief definition of what it means to be in a recession. Then we'll talk about how a recession may affect your finances personally. And finally, we'll wrap up today's discussion with some action items that you may want to consider when it comes to securing your financial independence from an economic downturn. So with that, let's dive into today's podcast. It's unofficially official. We're in an economic recession for the second time in two years. At least, that's according to government data published last week. This news comes from the Bureau of Economic Analysis' latest report on economic activity, which showed that U.S. gross domestic product, or GDP growth, contracted during April, May, and June, marking the second straight quarterly decline so far this year. And by some measures, two consecutive contractions in GDP is considered the start of a recession. So with all this talk about a recession, some of you may be asking, what exactly is a recession? Well, as of late, there's been little consensus as to the definition of a recession. In fact, the White House has been working hard over the past week to redefine what it means to be in a recession. Even so, a recession can be defined as simply a decline in economic activity over some period of time. And now it's important to keep in mind that recessions are not caused by a single event, but instead occur as a result of many factors, including rising interest rates, higher inflation, declining consumer spending and investment, falling production capacity, and rising unemployment. Now, our country has been through 48 recessions since its founding. And since 1947, when government statistics were gathered more consistently, data show that we've been through about 12 recessions in the past 75 years. Of those 12 recessions, 10 of them have occurred when two quarterly GDP declines were in place. So from this perspective, if we use history as our guide, we could safely say that a two-quarter decline in GDP growth is consistent with the recession. So the big question for many of us now is, are we in a recession? Now, it's important to note that while we've experienced two consecutive declines in economic growth, the official measure of a recession is often broader than just looking at GDP alone. Certainly, the National Bureau of Economic Research, or NBER, considers several factors before officially calling a recession. They look at what's going on in the labor market, consumer spending, industrial production, and other measures before calling slowing growth a recession. Now, while some of these indicators have softened recently, they're still in generally what appears to be positive territory. With that said, if we look back to the Great Recession, we find that while the NBER called the recession starting in December 2007, industrial production didn't roll over until April of the following year. We can even go back to the recession of 2001 around the dot-com bust to find that there's no singular measure of a recession. For example, while the NBER called a recession starting in March 2001, GDP did not even go through a two-quarter consecutive contraction during this period. 
Even so, U.S. economic activity did experience a decline broad enough to be considered a recession. So with all that said, the NBER does not have a track record of calling recessions in real time, and often they confirm these findings only months after a recession has already started or ended. So the big question here is, are we in a recession? Well, the short answer is likely yes. While the NBER hasn't officially come out and called a recession yet, there's solid reason to believe that we may be in one today. Again, over the past 75 years, there's been a couple of periods where the economy experienced a two-quarter decline and a recession did not occur. Since then, every recession has been accompanied by a two-quarter decline in GDP like we've experienced so far today. Now, given all the headlines surrounding recessions, you might be wondering how today's current events may be affecting you or your finances personally. Well, how a recession might affect you depends on your situation and where you're at in your financial independence journey. If you're in the accumulation phase, saving money and preparing for your definition of financial freedom, you may have some obstacles to navigate in the months ahead. For instance, layoffs tend to rise during economic downturns, so having an emergency cash reserve on hand to deal with potential unemployment situations will be essential to navigating this period of economic uncertainty. With that said, if your emergency savings is topped up and you're feeling confident about your current job prospects, then a recession may provide you with an opportunity to buy financial assets at a discount or invest in distressed real estate or other business ventures as the economy weakens. Now, you'll likely find yourself with a unique set of challenges if you're an individual in the distribution phase of your financial independence journey. For example, many market pullbacks or bear markets often accompany recessions. And by many measures, we're already in a bear market today. So if you're currently dependent on your investment savings to cover your living expenses throughout retirement, then taking distributions from your portfolio when prices are down could mean locking in market losses at an inopportune time. Now, if you've been following along with our market commentary over the past few months, then you'll likely know how imperative it has been to have an adequate cash reserve to cover 12 to 18 months of living expenses during this period of time. This cash buffer can allow you to maintain your standard of living even during a recession-induced bear market while giving your portfolio enough time to recover once the economic outlook clears up. While recessions can be devastating to individuals, businesses, and the economy at large, they're not always a bad thing. When the economy contracts, it means that financial resources are being allocated more efficiently. And this can help correct imbalances within the system, especially after an extended period of loose monetary and fiscal policies and freewheeling market conditions. Fortunately for most people, it's possible to weather even severe economic downturns as long as you're prepared financially and emotionally. So how should you prepare your finances for weaker economic growth and heightened market volatility in the months ahead? Well, if you're an individual focused on mastering your financial independence journey, the short answer is to stay committed to executing on your long-term financial plan. During times of economic and market uncertainty, for some of us, there's a tendency for our vision to narrow to the present, tempting us to change the way we handle our finances or investment allocations as a way to mitigate what appears to be an immediate financial threat. Even so, if you have a well-structured financial plan and a disciplined investment process already in place, 
then the actions that you'll likely need to focus on today is consistently doing the work necessary to execute on your plan. Certainly, if you have a well-crafted financial plan in place, then those actions should be defined in your implementation schedule. Otherwise, developing a set of strategies to align your financial resources with your long-term goals should be a priority if you don't have already a comprehensive financial plan in place. Again, a solid financial plan lays out how to connect the dots between your financial resources and your ideal long-term lifestyle goals. At the same time, it identifies predefined strategies and tactics you can tap into to manage adverse conditions when they inevitably arise in the near term. Once your financial plan is in place, the next thing you'll likely need to focus on is getting back to the basics. So what do we mean here by getting back to the basics? Well, what we mean is that ensuring that you have enough cash on hand to weather an impending economic storm, whether you're dependent on a job or a retirement nest egg to cover your household income needs. When it comes to managing your portfolio during a recession, there's no substitute for cash. Sometimes it can be hard to get excited about cash, but in a recession, having some money in reserve can possibly save your investments and potentially keep your value whole while waiting out the downturn. Cash is also necessary because it's a great way to rebalance your portfolio towards its original goals if something causes your investments to perform poorly, which often inevitably happens during a market downturn. Having cash on hand to be able to buy more shares of one security or another when prices decline may also enable you to take advantage of opportunities and spread risk across various asset classes. This is one of the reasons why we advocate for maintaining investment exposure across stocks, bonds, and real estate in both U.S. and international markets. The next step for investing during a recession is to get a good picture of your current portfolio. What's in it? How much risk are you taking? What are your investment goals and how much risk can you stomach? Now that you have a good understanding of where you stand, think about how to protect yourself during an economic downturn. One essential way to safeguard your investment portfolio is to protect it from yourself. While headlines will focus on the negative effects that recessions often bring, you'll likely need to remember that this is not the end of the world. It's just a temporary setback. You likely already went through this back in 2020 and made it through in one piece. Certainly, no one can predict what will happen next, but if you sell everything now, you may be selling at a loss and you'll likely regret it later. When it comes down to it, various indicators suggest that we're likely in a recession already. And this time around, the government likely won't be ready to cut checks and support the economy as it had in the past. That's why if you're serious about mastering your journey to financial independence, then now's the time to ensure that you have a solid financial plan in place, that your investment strategy is aligned with your long-term plan, and that you're effectively executing on your implementation schedule. If you're afraid of losing money in your investments, don't panic and sell everything. Instead, get some professional advice from someone who knows what they're doing. Most investors get through downturns just fine if they have a little patience and a good strategy. Many investors who lost money during the Great Recession or during the pandemic did so because they didn't have a diversified portfolio or they got out of the markets altogether. And there's no such thing as a perfect investment strategy. But if you have a plan and stick to it, you'll likely be in better shape than most. If you've been through a recession before, you know how difficult it can be. 
But if you have a solid strategy and stick to it, it doesn't have to be all that stressful. The key is to have enough cash on hand to navigate market and economic uncertainty. Well, that's it for now. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Phi Mastery Podcast. To learn more about our research, visit us at phimastery.com or email us at questions at franklinmadisonadvisors.com. Until next time, I'm Peter Bonisanu, wishing you and yours abundant health and prosperity as you pursue your own financial independence journey. Phi Mastery Podcast is brought to you by Franklin Madison Advisors, Inc. Franklin Madison Advisors is a registered investment advisor firm with its registration and principal place of business in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Registration of an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. This commentary and forecast are limited to the dissemination of general information pertaining to Franklin Madison Advisors investment advisory services and general economic and market conditions and are subject to change without notice. The information shared today is not intended to be personal, legal, investment, or tax advice or a solicitation to buy or sell any security or engage in a particular investment strategy. For additional information about Franklin Madison Advisors, including fees and services, please contact Franklin Madison Advisors or refer to the investment advisor public disclosures.